Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rad Podcast. I'm producer Brandon from the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. And as I speak, it is August 17th in the year 2020. The year 2020, sponsored by Oops, Wrong Hole. That's Oops, Wrong Hole. It's the dried up bottle of lube in your side table. The raw dog that you never asked for. But you know what? I'm not going to take it in the no-no spot for much longer. Well, maybe for a little bit longer. I'm going to flip it around and uh, make the most of this uncomfortable session of uncalled for coitus with COVID-19. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, I know that the last episode was a little kind of a bummer, just talking about anxiety and pressures and and uh, and, and uh, dealing with it and all those coping mechanisms. And I've been employing those coping mechanisms as well as uh, just trying to focus more on my well-being. And I think that's one of the things that we need to do um, to really get through this. I, I know that if there's a lot of awful stuff going on, but I'm, I'm trying to focus on taking the higher road. My anxiety has improved thanks to the work that goes into taking care of uh, you. You know, so the, I've been doing everything I can to feel better. You know, it's just, it, there's, there's the low days that I have. I do have my anxiety attacks and it's difficult sometimes, but seems harder than ever to find those breadcrumbs that keep us going. So um, as we go through this very frustrating and confusing period in time, I think that the positive mindset is what is going to help us get through. So uh, we should really be truly living in the moment, taking care of ourselves and each other, of course, and uh, from a socially acceptable distance. We don't want to be uh, six feet or, you know, no, no, no closer than six feet. Try to keep your distance, of course. You know, I just have to say that. That's just part of the part of the gig here. Uh, so how about some positivity? I was getting uh, the episode outlined uh, for today. Let's try this for a little inspiration. Hi, this is Ron Jeremy. You're listening to Porno Sonic. Yeah. I was getting this episode of the podcast outlined for today, and I'm usually a one-taker. I finished the job in just the right amount of time with the consistent rhythm and precision. It just comes naturally. The flow can get intense. You might feel a rush that consumes and continues to build. We're talking about podcasting, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but I was thinking, what could we do as a group together that uh, we can have some fun and, and and have some exercise, some creative juices, if you will. I know I do have a uh, update about the uh, song collaboration that I've been delayed on getting the email out to everybody about getting the specifics to record um, the, the next collaboration for the uh, the Prodheads cover song. I, I, I'm going to cover that in a little bit, I promise. But it got me thinking, and I appreciate a cunning linguist. And it's a blast to challenge myself, to do it better each time. I'm talking about poetry. Now, I want to encourage people to write poetry. I want, I'm looking for all types, you know, creative writing. It could be, I don't know, don't look, I'm not looking for essays here, people. I'm talking about like an erotic poem. doesn't necessarily have to be erotic. It could be clean. It could be a limerick. It could be a dirty limerick, preferably a dirty limerick, haikus, whatever you can think of. Uh, you know, if you are a creative writer, or if you even found some, you can plagiarize. It's okay. You don't have to, uh, we're not limited to any, uh, you know, plagiarism on this show. I, I, obviously on the broadcast before I've played other comedians just to, uh, create, uh, create some joy. And I, I 
think that using the creative juices of the prod squad will uh will be some fun so think of some creative writing some poetry uh you know clean poetry limericks dirty limericks haikus um erotic poetry would be really cool you know it's kind of exciting i think we can all use some uh some of those kinds of juices to flow so think about it and then email me all of your suggestions to rad at radradio.com. Uh, and uh, you can be anonymous or you can uh, say your name loud and proud or you can source it. You can't. Whatever. Just let's have some fun with it, right? Let's let's see what we can come up with. And uh, the, the video that I was teasing you about um, for this uh, next Prod Squad collaboration, I'm thinking about doing like a video tutorial that'll actually give a demonstration on how I do it. But I will show you with not just my professional equipment, I'll show you with some basic, uh, easy to use equipment that we have at home, uh, especially with uh, what we have with our cell phones and other devices. It's uh, easier than ever to get this thing uh, built. So, and, I mean, just to be able to collaborate and to be able to get the best quality audio, I'll lay all that stuff out in a video tutorial. And I think that would be the easiest way to get it all out there so that uh, you can refer to it, go back and forth and, you know, rewind, pause. Um, sometimes when you are uh, giving a lot of instructions on a collaboration like this, when you're all far apart, it's easier to do like a video meeting, but I can't like, you know, set up a time where we can all talk together on a, on a Zoom meeting. And I think it would just be easiest just to post a quick video on, on our YouTube channel and uh, get some, get some, get the, uh, get, get all the technical stuff out there that way. And um, yeah, so I'm going to be doing that this week. So in the next couple of days, I plan on putting that video together by the end of the week. I promise, I swear, this is like my goal this week to finish and get this, uh, the, get the instructions out there so that we can get the cover of Over the Rainbow and uh, Don't Stop Me Now uh, by ELO. I'm really looking forward to this collaboration and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I uh, prompted on the Rad Podcast Group, which you can find on uh, Facebook. Just search Rad Podcast Group. And if you are not a member, you have to click the join everybody's welcome, but don't be a jerk. I will, you know, regulate things that we've had some racist. We've had some, uh, just some all around bad cats, man. And I've had to kick them out. Very few incidents like that happen, but it does happen. And it's a safe space. And I want it to be so that we can all, you know, express ourselves in our own way. And we don't need anybody being jerks to each other. Um, and you know, there's some obscene stuff, but there's some serious stuff. We've helped people out, uh, you know, giving tips and things. And it's like kind of a mini community of people. It's really a good place. And I, I you know, I went there for inspiration because the, these tinfoil hats are becoming far more popular. We are actually selling tinfoil hats in the maggot mall, maggotmall.com. I couldn't believe it that we would actually ever see the day that we'd be selling tinfoil hats. It's an amazing time to live, to be alive, man. It's, this is great. And uh, I, I, I've been wearing one quite frequently. I actually have my little clown face here in the studio. And I wanted to share some of the uh, the favorites of what people's conspiracy theories are. You know, there's a lot of talk about the deep state in charge of COVID-19. And there's a, uh, there, there's, a, there's a bigger plan here. And, you know, there's a little Illuminati heads and there's the 9-11 conspiracy theorists. There's so many wild ones out there. And I wanted to just gauge the, gauge the interest. And I want to start with one of, my, uh, one of my favorites. And this is actually one of Mrs. Brandon's uh, actual suggestions. And um, it's, it's Bigfoot, of course. Bigfoot is 
I think Bigfoot exists, but there's a lot of speculation on whether or not Bigfoot is, you know, a chimp or if he's an alien, which is what I think. Um, and there's there's a there's a whole community out there that obviously tries to get Bigfoot, but he's always blurry. He's always in the, on the go. He, you can't see him. And I think he's more of a mystical creature or some sort of supernatural creature than he is uh, some sort of uh, physical animal. So um, there's a book called The uh, Bigfoot Singularity by Ronald C. Meyer and Mark Reeder. And uh, they have a very interesting take on it. So I'm going I'm to run down this uh, the, the synopsis and uh, I wanted to just get it out there and see, uh, see if we can all get on the Bigfoot train if you aren't already. Is there alien life on Earth? Is there other alien intelligent life in the universe? These are two of the most riveting, unanswered questions of our time. Questions that if answered in the positive would change how we view the world. The possibility of alien life in whatever form is not a subject that belongs exclusively to the domain of hardcore astronomy and biology, but is widespread fascination for people across the planet. Evidence that the obsession with the possibility of alien life is borne out by the fact over half of the, of the top 20 grossing films of all time is based on the premise that aliens exist. There are over 2,000 TED Talks about the possibility in the search for alien life. And of course, there is a whole genre of literal literature devoted to the idea that alien life exists. Which brings me to the subject of this article. Is it possible that Bigfoot, or as they sometimes called Sasquatch or Yeti or alien beings, with their own set of biological characteristics... Do they perhaps exist with another form of consciousness from our own? My interest in this subject arose when I was hired to produce a documentary series on Bigfoot by a large media company, Mill Creek Entertainment. I don't know why that's important. I say, I like to say that I am not a skeptic that was skeptical of what is widely known as the Bigfoot phenomenon. In this uh, phenomenon that includes multiple TV series, Based on Bigfoot investigations, a variety of YouTube videos showing images of Bigfoot that with varying degrees of credibility, Bigfoot organiza organizations devoted to unmasking the truth about Bigfoot, annual gatherings and conferences of Bigfoot, researchers and thousands, maybe tens of thousands of reports of Bigfoot encounters by normal people. I also found that Bigfoot phenomena is a big money. It's hard to escape the advertising potential of the Bigfoot image and many Bigfoot hikes resembling the traditional bird watcher outings. I set out to learn about the truth about Bigfoot and the Bigfoot phenomenon. What I discovered led me to a couple of solid conclusions and the theme for a science fiction book to be published by Cosmic Egg in 2019, which I wrote with my co-author Mark Reeder called The Bigfoot Singularity. The idea of alien investigation in the happenings on this planet is an old idea. It starts with our, your origin of life itself. How life got started on Earth is a Still a scientific mystery. There's a theory that life has started by extraterrestrial seeding. It's called the panspermia theory. It's the idea that life began with scatterings of organic molecules carrying their pre-programmed codes for creating life on the planet. It's like Prometheus. You ever see that movie Prometheus? Fucking great movie. Watch Prometheus. More recently, this idea was updated in a 2018 article by over 18 scholars from around in major research institutions published in the Journal of Progress and Biophysics and Molecular Biology called <gasps> Cause of Cambrian Explosion, Terrestrial or Cosmic. Wow, that sounds like a real page turner. 
In it, the authors argued that at the time of the Cambrian explosion, 500 million years ago, when all complex life emerged, there was a sudden extraterrestrial appearance of complex retroviruses in the vertebrate lines of evolution. Once again, it is the thought that these retroviruses reprogram the basic vertebrate code. The paper also raised the possibility that space-based transfer of life likely occurred on a larger scale than just retroviruses. Whole sets of frozen genetic material were cast down in our oceans. There were there they thawed and began evolving. Thus, the possibility that crypto-severed squid and or octopus eggs arrived in icy bolides several hundred million years ago should not be discounted. Therefore, octopuses are aliens and unique physiological and nem- <laughs> Man, this is tough. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't explain to you how difficult this is. I just, you know, Bigfoot exists. Let's just uh, let's just get down to the brass tacks here, right? Like, I mean, there there are, is too much evidence out there. There's too many blurry pictures. One for, one final personal note: It's been reported by many alien sightings in conjunction with Bigfoot that the Bigfoot often disappear, and what's left behind are some floating orbs that remain for a period. As the owner of 40 acres in the Rocky Mountains, we heard of reports of Bigfoot roaming the area. So it was natural that my Bigfoot investigator daughter and husband wanted to search for the property. The search revealed some of the typical signs of the presence of Bigfoot, but one area stood out here. Several large bones have been carefully placed on the ground in a carefully arranged crossing pattern, something unlikely to be done by a bear or mountain lion. The next time he went back to the property, it had recently snowed and there was an abundance of tracks in the area. One set of large tracks that could have been a bear led directly to the bone area and that just disappeared. So, I, you know, I'm not going to go over this whole book synopsis, but there is the there are these ideas that the uh, Bigfoot exists. And I, I think I, I don't know if I'd ever go Bigfoot hunting. If you ever get the opportunity, I mean, I'm, I'm, who am I kidding? I would go Bigfoot hunting, but I just don't know. If uh, we're in the conclusion yet that they're actually aliens or if they're chimps or whatever they are, I don't know, but they're really fucking cool. So as I was saying, I, I reached out to the uh, the prodheads in the Rad Prodcast group and uh, I said, hey, prodheads, since this, these tinfoil hats seem to be in high demand these days, I was curious. What do you believe? I'm looking for your favorite conspiracy theories. They could range from the absurd to the plausible. What is the strangest conspiracy theory you've heard? Are there any theories that you believe to be true and you've been afraid to admit? This is no judgment zone. Nothing is off limits. Let's hear it. If you feel more comfortable submitting your answers anonymously, email me at my email address. And uh, I want to believe. What do you believe in? Uh, this anonymous, uh, well, I guess she doesn't want to remain anonymous. This is Heather. She says, longtime listener, since I can remember, I've been listening 20 plus years. I saw your post on Facebook and I'm not ashamed to say it. CERN really messed up. CERN. I, of, of course, everybody knows what C-E-R-N stands for. I mean, why would somebody have to Google it mid-recording session to to go over this? Because, you know, you'd think that he'd pre-read these things, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do the best I can with what I've got, and this is just, uh, when you try to do this, it, come on, really? To the Google cave I go. Of course, everybody knows that CERN is the uh, particle accelerator out there in Switzerland. Uh, but Heather says that uh, CERN really messed up. They didn't know what was going on, going to happen if they keep colliding particles together. But what they did know is there was a chance of unveiling dark matter, black holes. And I'll even go as far as 
time travel. This is a real thing. It's not a conspiracy, but I believe that CERN is really playing with some scary, scary stuff. Check it out, Brandon. You will not be disappointed. Also, the Mandela effect is real. It will always be Luke, I am your father, not no, I am your father. Check it out. Yes, thank you, Heather. And, and the Bernstein Bears, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the Mandela effect uh, is really, really fascinating, especially if you like look, if you think back, what was the, what was the thing that you remember as a kid? Was it the Bernstein Bears or the Bernstein Bears? Think about it. And then Google that theory, the Bernstein Bears versus the Bernstein Bears. It's really interesting. Thank you, Heather, for that suggestion. I will definitely be looking that up. Uh, I mean, I've, I've already kind of known about the particle accelerator and what they're, the dark matter and everything. And what's scary is if there's like too much dark matter and everything is, uh, and, and they, they create something so dark, not dark, but something so powerful that it can implode the universe. It could change. It could destroy the, the planet basically it's really scary stuff if you really do think about the possibilities of what they're doing there and i'm really uneducated about that i just realized that uh that, 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 that i wasn't really prepared for this but katie says uh that she's laughing at the photo not the topic um and she's looking forward to the responses and then the, the photo is uh, my clown with the uh, tinfoil hat on of course um you'll have to check it out at the rad podcast group um then we got Chris. He says, my favorite conspiracy theory is that the, that the flat earth movement. Oh, God. Their proof is absurd. There's absolutely no reason why anyone would pretend the earth is round. It wasn't. Nobody profits from it in any way, aside from globe manufacturers. And they, and they believe crazy things like Australia doesn't exist. And I typically would avoid getting too political, but the Russian collusion conspiracy was absurd as well. And a good portion of society believes it to this day, despite the fact that you have to believe dozens of ridiculous premises to even consider the possibility of it being true. You know, I, I, the whole Russian collusion thing, it's like, of course, there's people meddling in elections everywhere. It's been happening for since the beginning of elections, since people were voting, there's always been meddling in it because there's always somebody who's got their hand in that's corrupt, that that's going to want to, that's going to rig the election. It's always going to work out that way. So, I mean, it's just kind of like old news. And that, I don't know. That's why I don't really take too much stock in voting. I vote, but I don't take that much stock in it. And that really, I really don't think that it matters too much, but I do it. And I think you should do but I don't think it really matters. Julie says, uh, I'm in no way backing the flat earth conspiracy, but their reasoning is that the government doesn't want us to know that earth was set up just for us. They want us thinking we're a small speck of the universe and irrelevant instead of feeling special. Hope that makes sense. I'm terrible at explaining things. Yeah, I, you know, there's that whole idea of mind control and assimilating societies. And, you know, there's a lot of that kind of talk, especially now with what they're saying. With COVID and, and, you know, the lockdowns, my, 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 this is where my tinfoil hat goes on. This is where I think that this whole COVID thing is a, some, is some way of assimilation and control that's going to put us into a point of servitude by the government. And we are going to be beholden by, to them for everything. And we're going to be rationed our food. We're going to be soil and green as people, people. 1984, read it. Uh, Chris says, uh, no, you explained it well. I just have trouble comprehending the stupidity of people who truly believe the flat earth conspiracy. And then they go on and, and uh, d debate. And this is what's cool about the Rap Broadcast Group. You can debate these things, but I can edit it out too. Um, 
Ralph says 9-11 was an inside job. Tower 6 fell at free-falling speed, but it was never touched by planes or building debris. You know, I'm not going to really touch the 9-11 conspiracies. It's, uh, man, that's just, no, not even going to touch it. Um, The podcast uh, Wind of Change examines the conspiracy theory that the CIA had some involvement in the writing of the famous song Wind of Change by the Scorpions. The song was really big in the USSR, and some believe that it played an instrumental role in, uh, really, come on, really, the winds of change. I, I, you know what? I, that, I take that back. It, propaganda comes in so many different forms um, and uh, lucky forms. And there's just some sort of, um, I guess you, you could find secret messages in almost everything. But And it does depend on like where you're delivering it and what's going on and what's the narrative and like what kind of message are you trying to get out there. So, I, you know, I, I don't want to be ignorant and say, no, of course, no winds of change because it's a great song. I love that song. But I just, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that it'd uh, be used for some sort of CIA involvement in writing uh, in, in, with the USSR. I just don't know. Uh, Joey says, I can't believe it's not butter. I can't either. That shit is just a mystery. Derek says, the NFL invents and encourages controversies like deflate gate and the anthem fiasco to quell the outcry from CTE concussions. Boring. I don't think so. Uh, another tin f- tin foiler here. Just too lazy at the moment to write mine all down. Well, that's uh, giving it the old college try. Uh, Throwback Thursday was created by the government so that people w- could post photos to improve facial recognition software. They already got your face, dude. You're staring at your phone. There's a camera staring at you 24-7. You're just, oh, I'm just flipping through my Instagrams. I'm just doing this. But, but. Your face is being recognized right there. It, it's not because you're posting freaking selfies and throwback Thursdays. That's just ridiculous. My favorite one that I always bring up every Halloween is that the candy corn they sell every year uh, is just recycled candy corn. They only make like one batch of new candy corn and mix it with the old bags which are collected from the stores after Halloween. Even though I believe this, I still love eating them and the pumpkins. Now that's why they're so terrible because they're recycled from every year because they're all, they're, they're just old. The, the, the candy corn you're eating right now is probably from I don't know, 10 years ago. Just belong in the garbage. Freaking candy corn. Where to start? Um, I'll start at chemtrails. Nice one, Anthony. Nice. Uh, Rick says, COVID was intentionally released by China as a test viral weapon. The good stuff is yet to come. Oh, yeah? What's the good stuff? It's the one, it's like the extra strength COVID? Is that what it is? Rick, I would like to, uh, I, 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 I would like to know what's going to happen in the annals of history uh, with, with the involvement of China and COVID. And I, I just don't know if... Um, if we're the, the jury's out on all of this, right? We we have no idea what's going on, really. We don't. There's just so much confusion. There's so much distraction. There's so much chaos amongst us that it, it, we just don't know. That's why the conspiracy theories are fun, right? Um, Alex says, "Oh, love that you use the cup holder." Oh yeah, he Alex. Uh, he he's a he's a uh, he's a fabricate. He works at a fabricating. Uh, warehouse i guess that's what it's called yeah and he he built this uh, cup holder for our tumblers uh that we sell at the maggot mall at magamall.com i don't know if we have these ones available but it's like fit to the perfect size of these giant 36 ounce um tumblers that we have and it's the perfect cup holder so i don't knock my cup over and yes i use it for my my clown at the time at this 
time because he needs a place to rest. Uh, so thank you, Alex, for making that. That was very sweet. And it does say Brandon's man juice on it. So uh, it's pretty cool. Caden says, the electric universe theory describes how all matter is an electrical object, even dark matter. Kind of let me to believe that humans are electric, which makes sense when you put it put AI into, but wow, man, I am just a terrible reader. Yeah. I think the electrical universe theory is, is a good one. That one, uh, but you know, because there's, we're, we still don't know so much about the brain and neuro, uh, the neural network and, and all of our, our whole body is, has electricity running through it. And, you know, when it comes to the mumbo and jumbo, I think that a, a lot of the energy work that we talk about with like Reiki and things like that is uh, all tied together with that. It's all an electrical network. We're all energy. We're all star stuff. So I, I absolutely believe in that. Uh, Pam says Epstein didn't kill himself. I agree. Look into it. We need to look into it. Also, Caden uh, says multi-dimensions and how it relates to our consciousness. Now, I like the multi-dimensional theory for sure. and But I just wonder if there's ever going to be a time where we will be able to uh, control it or be able to manipulate it or uh, navigate it. Uh, you know, until that day, we just have to watch old Rick and Morty episodes, which, by the way, they're, they're looking to cancel Rick and Morty. Did you hear that? Because I guess uh, Dan Harmon did some sort of bit on QAnon and it was super offensive from way back in the day. You know, cancel culture is just running rampant these days. And I'm not saying that what he did wasn't wrong because I don't know enough about it. But it's just like, man, we can't have anything nice. I love Rick and Morty. Why has it got to be controversial? It's just a cartoon. Holly says, pineapple on pizza. There's something there. I know it. <laughs> Stephanie says, JFK, Marilyn Monroe, and Bobby Kennedy's death were all related, and Lee Harvey Oswald was a patsy. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm, we're actually going to um, sit down with one of our fellow uh, uh, conspiracy theorists in the next couple of days and go over some of this JFK stuff. I think that there's, there's some, some, some fun stuff to explore. Um, you know, enough time has gone on, and all, those, all, the, uh, all the records have been released. Well, most of it's redacted, but you know, there's a lot, of, lot more information that we could get to that would be uh, fun to explore. Um, Jason says, if you follow a line of technology jumps by the U.S., you know that th that shit didn't all come from humans. From flying to stealth tech to fiber optics and weaponry, I was told all that I see, the secret stuff is 50 years ahead. Don't know the guy. Could have been pulling my legs as a young airman at the Air Force. Alicia says, one that I'm interested to know more about is Mandela effects, parallel universe theories. Yes, yes, yes. I think that there's a lot of uh, truth behind uh, the connections of like deja vu and uh, p parallel dimensions and the Mandela effect that I think is absolutely real. There's some sort of time space continuum crack that we go through that shifts us through our, our own consciousness. And it's, it's uh, pretty deep. And I think that I got to do some DMT that I think that would be suggested by uh, Joe Rogan, but I'm going to get my hands on some DMT. Do you know anybody hit me up? I don't know. Uh, how about Nancy Reagan framed Sid vicious uh, for, <laughs> for Nancy's death. So, old Ronnie could run for president. I don't know. That's the, okay. Boomer, but whatever you say there, I don't know. Anthony says, anybody have any idea what the deal is with the Denver airport? Cameron says, well, this will be good. Cameron says, Anthony, that they, they, uh, they built it on top of tunnels for the uh, Illuminati or something weird like that. The whole airport terminal is built on top of tunnels, but underneath is just big matrix with a bunch of non-working bag belts. And Carrie says, I've never been there, but the artwork and the horse outside are pure evil. K 
Terry, they have covered half of the artwork with what was originally in the airport. I saw YouTube. It was all pointing at One World Order, and the airport officials were horrified. When it was pointed out, it showed versions of nuclear explosions. I'm going to have to look into this Denver airport thing. I, I had no idea there was some sort of connection here with the Illuminati and, uh, and the conspiracy. I, yeah, see, I got I really got to look into those. That seems really interesting. The global elite determines the outcome of every election assassination on Earth. The ones that matter. There are bloodlines that run as far back as mankind, and they are extremely powerful. They also have Agenda 21 planned, and this is a test run on how to get the general public vaccinated for population control. Mac uh, Daddy, that, that, that's uh, the original poster about the global elite, says that uh, the Rothschild family and their world domination. Of course, all these family elites. And then we got Mark, who says Hillary Clinton had Kennedy Jr. killed so she could run for Senate instead. She flied, uh, She filed the same day his plane crashed. Um, how about Queen Elizabeth confirmed cannibal? No, come on. She, she can't even eat, like... Jello. How could she eat people? Well, I guess if they turn people into jello. Soylent Green is people. They are covering up the truth about Malaysian Airlines Flights 370. Yeah, there's something fishy going on there. There's we haven't heard anything from it. And all these missing planes that just that the no explanation, the ones that got shut down, and oh come on. Come on. We know there's something going on there. John says I prefer burritos under my tinfoil. That's random. Uh, wrote John, uh, another John says, I believe Weird Al would be a great president. I agree. Let's do uh, Mike Rowe for president, and Weird Al can be his uh, vice president. I think that'd be great. Wholesome bunch. Uh, Maria says, I believe it's a real virus. The only conspiracy, conspiracy I've been able to get on board with is a theory that it's being politicized and blown out of proportion. I agree. I think that is completely what's going on for all uh, for uh, population control. Um, but that's, uh, you know, that's kind of an outlandish uh, prediction or conspiracy theory to get to get behind. Um, but as a way to distract from the real problems and corruption that is being brought to light currently. Yes, yes. I, I think there's some part of our leadership that is taking advantage of that. Chris says, I believe from the beginning that if Hillary were president, we'd be doing a lot better. Not because she wouldn't handle it any different, but because the majority of media would cast it all in a positive light and the 24-7 doomsday coverage would be prevalent. Trevor says, uh, if it's all political, then why did our other countries also shutting down, especially in countries where there is no Democrat or Republican type ideology? That's why I can't really get behind that. Well, Trevor, maybe they're all in on it. Maybe it's a deep state. Maybe they're all considered all one. I mean, there's a big umbrella government that's that's going over and and telling all of the countries to do the same thing. Fine, get your tin foil hat on. Brittany says there are a huge riots in Madrid, London, Berlin, over uh, etc. Over the restrictions, a panel of 640 doctors in Europe are trying to be heard right now, claiming this virus isn't what it's being made out to be voices are constantly being silenced all over the world if it doesn't fit the narrative that's what makes me wonder why the extreme censorship why aren't we allowing these people to be heard i agree there's just there's just so much and andrea uh, posted a meme here that i really can't read on this printout but it's uh, about jfk jfk jr and, and him still being alive and uh, you know th- I bet there's so many people that are still alive. Like Tupac's still alive. Elvis is still alive. They're still partying on, on an island somewhere. 
Probably. Um, Trevor says, I've been hearing that 5G is causing people to get sick, that it will be used to control our minds, specifically our emotions. I think it's BS and just an excuse to make to not take responsibility for your situation and how you feel. But people believe it's science. Even that being said, science is theory, not fact. Very good points, Trevor. Uh, Brittany says, oh, I'm following this. Makes me feel less crazy. I know, right? We all got some kind of crazy point of view. Eric uh, says, my favorite one is that someone ate bat soup and unleashed this shit on the planet. Come on, we all know it was bat soup. Angela says, I can't think of any conspiracy theory that I believe. However, I do love hearing people talk about how birthmarks are where you were killed in a past life. So if you have a birthmark on your stomach, then you must have been shot or stabbed or something and there's just uh, that's just how you died. I don't believe it, but it's fun to talk about. And uh, Anthony says, so I was stabbed in my left ass cheek or what? <laughs> and Angela says, uh, that's what they would say. What a way to die. And yet there's just this Denver airport thing keeps coming up. I'm going to have to look into that. I had no idea. And uh, next time I'm going to have to get into uh, more of this next time because I have this whole uh, pile here about the tall whites. The tall whites are um, are theorized to be uh, controlling the government, the world powers. They are aliens from another planet and like put some sort of galactic order that uh, is ultimately trying to control our planet. So I'm going to dive deeper into this. And next week, not only do we have uh, the tall white discussion, we will have another paranormal investigation. And it all centers around a uh, very historic location uh, in Jackson, California. And that would be the uh, 1922 gold mine disaster, which was actually the uh, state's deadliest here in California. The words cave-in and mine disaster inevitably call to mind the coal mining region of Appalachia. But 84 years ago, the gold country was the scene of the deadliest recorded mine disaster in California, with similarities to the recent Sago mine explosion in West Virginia that killed 12. On a hot summer night in 1922, fire and toxic gas ripped through a mine shaft nearly a mile beneath the surface, trapping 47 miners. The incident at the Argonaut Gold Mine in Jackson, about 30 miles from Sutter's Mill in Coloma, turned into a 22-day rescue effort. The harrowing story is told in Times News reports and recent book. The Argonaut Mine had been rediscovered in the 1850s by two freed slaves, William Tudor and James Hager. It was destined to become one of California's richest pop producing more than the than 25 million before the federal government closed the nation's gold mines at the beginning of World War II. Gold was considered a uh, non-essential to the war effort, so it was basically like, uh, you know, water parks and stuff like that these days. Tudor and Hager worked the mine until the 1860s. By the 20th century, it belonged to a large group of investors. The Argonaut was the heartbeat of Jackson, along with the nearby Kennedy Mine, where ore-crushing hammers shook the earth around the clock. By the early 1920s, the Argonaut's main shaft extended 49,000 feet into a maze of interconnected caverns and honeycombed tunnels. Most miners, primarily immigrants from Italy, Spain, and Serbia, earned $4 a day. Shortly before midnight on August 27, 1922, when most Jackson was asleep, most of Jackson was asleep or occupied in speakeasies and brothels, a fire broke out below 3,000 feet. Most of the men on the night shift were trapped. A few miners who were stationed closer, who were stationed closer to the surface, clambered about, alerted others, and began pouring water down the shaft. 
By dawn, the townspeople, firefighters, and every miner in Amador County had rushed to help. They could hear water hissing as it hit the flames, raging out of control in the, in the impassable shaft. It took two and a half days until August 30th to extinguish the blaze. Two rescue teams began to reopen two passageways that connected to the Argonaut with its rival and neighbor, the Kennedy Mine. The tunnels had been closed after a 1919 fire. In a dim light, slowed by a heavy oxygen tanks and plagued by small cave-ins, rescuers laboriously cleared rock, timber, and debris. Word of the disaster had spread beyond the county as the miners' families waited anxiously for news. Dozens of reporters and newsreel crews had, with hand-cranked cameras, swarmed into Jackson. One of them was already there, a producer-actor named Hobart Bosworth. And the story's going on and on and on here, but basically... There were a lot of people that died in that mining accident. And uh, this uh, particular paranormal investigation that I went out and uh, tagged along with helped uh, with uh, Brent and Melissa, the folks at Sac Spirit. And uh, we, we, we went out to a uh, location where a woman lives that's basically right on top of those mines. And there is a ton of activity. And I cannot wait, wait to share you share it with you. Everything that we had found, all the inve- the whole investigation is riddled with a lot of positive, some dark stuff, some kind of scary uh, situations with a uh, an entity that uh, torments this uh, particular client in her bed at night. And it's uh, it's it's it, it's good to have this crew of uh, of Sac Spirit on uh, the case because they were able to. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything. But they were they it all ended up uh, to be a very great uh, and very fruitful case, and I can't wait to share it with you next week. Um, I had a lot of fun with you today going over all of these crazy conspiracy theories. Keep them coming. I, I want to actually dive into the Denver airport and the uh, the tall whites, of course, uh, next week. And uh, don't forget, send me your creative writing, your poetry, your your erotic literature, your uh, send in uh, your limericks, your dirty limericks, your haikus, whatever you got. Uh, let's, uh, let's have some fun and, and spread some positivity. And I think that, uh, we can all use the creative outlet, right? And we can share it here, uh, with the rest of the prize squad here on the red broadcast. Thank you for listening until next week. Namaste bitches. The rad. Oh. Oh.